Welcome to Directions in Rashi, a podcast that will help you understand individual comments from Rashi throughout the Chumash, and that will also introduce you to some of the general principles which I feel uh, directed Rashi in his creation of his commentary, and that will help us to understand his commentary better all around. Welcome. Today's Shear on Parsha's Noach, I would like to discuss two psukim that look extremely similar. On each Pasuk there's a Rashi comment. The two Rashi comments look very similar, but I think upon examination we will see that there is an important difference between them. Let's begin with Perak Vav, Pasuk Yudches, and here HaKadosh Baruch Hu is telling Noach that uh, there's going to be a destruction of the world population and he should build a teva and he should gather all the animals in with him and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to save him. And here HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, itoch. I will establish my covenant with you, I will keep my covenant with you, el and you should come into the teva, into this ark, into this boat that you are building, you and your sons and your wife and the wives of your sons with you. So Rashi comments, you and your sons, your wife and your the wives of your sons. So Normally, you might say, it probably should have said, Normally, a man goes together with his wife. But here it's, And then, uh, One could say, tongue-in-cheek, we don't usually find that, uh, that uh, women go together with their daughters-in-law too many places. But here, Noah's wife was commanded to go together with her daughters-in-law. So Rashi says, Here we see the men were separate. The Hanashim Levad and the women were separate. They went in in two groups, men, women. Mikan Shinesru Mishamita. So from here we learn, from here we derive that they were forbidden to have marital relations when they were on the Teva. Once they got onto the Teva, so that was the end of marital relations until they would at some point come off the Teva. Okay, you'll notice that Rashi does not give any reason for this. That's how it is. Let's now go to a later Pasuk. This Pasuk is the Tzivoy. This is the Pasuk commanding Noach to go board the Teva. Later, in chapter, in Pasuk Perik Zion, Pasuk Zion, we find the Masa, we find the Sipor, as the Mizrahi refers to it. We find the narrative of how Noach and his family actually fulfilled this commandment. Pasuk Zion says, Noach and his sons, his wife, and the wives of his sons together with him, they came, or he came with them, to the Teva, because of the waters of the Mabul. So again, Pasuk Vav Yudches is the Tzivoy, it's a commandment. Perik Zion, Pasik Zion is the Sipur Hamasa, it's the narrative. 
and they seem to be saying almost exactly the same thing. They are again here. You have Noyahu Vanov on one side, Ishtayunashe Vanov on the other. Well, it seems like they did what they were told to do. Let's see Rashi. Noyah Uvanov, the Goimer, Anoshim Levad, the Anoshim Levad. Again, here Rashi says the men were separate and the women were separate. Lefi, Shinesru Betashmishamita, and the reason is because they were forbidden to have marital relations. Mipnei, Shahoilam Shori Betsar because the world was living in a state of distress, and therefore it was not appropriate for them to, uh, to have this pleasure. Almost the same as the Rashi in Perik Zion, Perik Vav, pardon me, but there are two important differences. One important difference is that in Perik Vav, Rashi says, Mikan Shinesru Betash Mishamita. From here we derive. Over here, Rashi leaves out this word. He doesn't say mikan, he just says, why were they separate? Because they were forbidden to have Tashmishamita. This question we can answer quite simply, I believe, because that's just the point. With the tzivoy, the commandment, that's mikan. That's from where we derive that this was so. The fact that they do it, that they did it, that doesn't, that's not from where we derive that it was commanded. So therefore, on this passage, which is in the narrative, in the story of what they did, it was not necessary to say, it was not appropriate to say mikan. A, to me, what seems to be, there are really two other questions that are, I think, more important, more difficult to answer. First of all, why at all does Rashi repeat himself? If Rashi said in Perak Vav, that they were forbidden to have Tashmishamita in the Teva. So it seems superfluous that he should repeat it over here. And that's a question, that's one question. Another question is why does Rashi here in Perak uh, Zion, why does he add on this reason? In Perak Vav, he simply said, from here we see they weren't allowed. He gives no reason for it. Here in Perak Zion, Rashi re seems seemingly repeats himself that they were forbidden to have Tashmin Shemitah. And for some reason, he feels it necessary to add a reason. So these are our two questions. Rabbeinu Eliyahu Mizrahi, the Mizrahi, the famous super commentator on Rashi, is bothered with these questions and other questions. He comes to the conclusion that the Rashi on Perak Zion is simply a mistake. It's a copyist's mistake. The person who was uh, copying the manuscript of Rashi, so he saw the Rashi in Perak Vav, that the men were separate and the women were separate, and from here we derive Shinesu Betashmin Shamita, and he got it into his head that he would write it again over here in Perak Zion. The, the uh, Mizrahi says it's a mistake. We should simply remove this entire Rashi from the text. Of course, if we follow that, then all of our other kashas fall away also. We don't have to explain why here Rashi doesn't say Mikan, and we don't have to explain here why Rashi, and we don't have to explain why Rashi added a reason, because 
The answer to all the questions is, there's no such Rashi. Just erase this Rashi from the books, forget about it. No questions whatsoever. The other Beforshim are not so sure about this. Matter of fact, they don't mention that possibility at all. The, uh, the Gurarie gives a somewhat complex answer to the questions that, that I raised. And the Maskal de David gives a somewhat complex answer to the questions that I raised. I don't want to go through their answers now. I, I find them a little bit, I'll just say, I have trouble understanding them. That's probably my fault, but they, I, don't, uh, I don't find them satisfactory. That's probably my fault, but nonetheless. And so I was thinking as follows. Another difference that you see between the two psukim, another subtle difference, in Perik Vav, it says, I will establish my covenant with you. You will come to the Teva, you and your sons, your wife and your son's wives. First it says you'll come to the Teva, and then it shows us this separation between men and women. In Pasuk, in Perik Zion, Pasuk Zion, the Teva is mentioned almost at the end. It first, it first says this, it first expresses this separation between the men and the women. And then it says, they came into the Teva. So it seems to be that the two psukim are differing as to when this Isr Tashmish, when this prohibition of marital relations began, if we read them very literally. The Pasuk in Perak Vav seems to indicate that this prohibition only began after Uvasa Ela Teva, after Noyach would come into the Teva, then, then it's you and your sons in that room over there, your wife and her daughters-in-law in that room over there, so to speak. Only then did the prohibition begin. Whereas if we look at Perak Zion, Pasuk Zion, it seems like there was some prohibition going on even before they came, El HaTeba. And in fact, I found this in the words of the Maharshal. One of the greatest Ashkenazi Paskim, one of the greatest authorities on Halacha. He lived from 1510 to 1574. In addition to his Halachic works, he wrote a super commentary on Rashi. It's not so easy to get a hold of, I was able to find it on this website called alhatorah.org, thanks to them. Uh, they have it, not only do they make it available, they make it available in a, in a nice, clear, type, retype set. So it's easy to read. The Marshal says that in his opinion, that's in fact what's going on here. HaKadosh Baruch the commandment from Hashem to separate the men and the women only began after they entered the Teva. However, says the Marshal, in the seven days preceding their entry to the Teva, they imposed upon themselves an additional prohibition of Tashmish Amita. Now, so that's, what, that's why Rashi, and he says that's why Rashi had to add a reason. When a Kodesh Baruch who told them what to do or what they're not allowed to do, 
Rashi didn't have to say a reason. I've mentioned many times that Rashi's, uh, Rashi's way, Rashi's habit, is that when a Kodesh Baruch gives a commandment, it's not necessary to say why. If the Pesach doesn't say why, Rashi doesn't have to say why either. However, over here, where they are adding on an extra prohibition seven days before they come to the Teva, before HaKadosh Baruch Hu's prohibition takes effect. So here Rashi had to say a reason. And his reason was, because the world, everybody in the world, was already at this point, seven days before the flood, they were already Shorui Bitsar, they were already in a state of distress. Why were, in, why were they in a state of distress for seven days previous to the Mavo? So the Marashal doesn't speak it out clearly, but uh, I would assume that he means, looking at the wrong Pesach, I assume he means because, pardon me, I assume he means it is because we find earlier in Arashi that the seven days before the Mabul, at, at, at that point, really, the Mabul should have come. Uh, Nayach was building the Teva for, for 100 years, and uh, the point, the reason that he was building the Mabul, the reason that it took him rebuilding the Teva, the reason it took him so long is because HaKadosh Baruch who wanted people to see what he was doing and to ask him, and he would then tell them, you know, if we don't start behaving, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to bring a flood, and perhaps they would do Teshuvah. But at the end of that, those hundred years, the Xera was made. Sorry, it's too late. I'm going to bring the Mabul. Except, says Rashi, based on a Pasuk, there were the seven days of Yemei Evle Mishushelach. Nayak's grandfather was a man named Mishushelach, the, the man who lived the longest life of anyone ever. And he was a tzaddik. And it just so happened, although I'm sure these things are not coincidental, but for our purposes, it just so happened that Mishushelach died on that day that HaKadosh Baruch Hu had made the Gzeva, that he had decreed the Mabul's coming, and therefore, out of honor for Mr. Shalach, in order that there should be seven days of mourning for Mr. Shalach, so HaKadosh Baruch Hu delayed the Mabul seven days. And that is uh, seemingly what the Marshal means. During those seven days, so the Gzeira had been made. It was a done deal. There was going to be a Mabul, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu was going to destroy the world. At that point, the world was in a state of distress. And therefore, at that time, Noyach and his family imposed upon themselves an additional prohibition of Tash Mishamita. Previously, the prohibition as given to them from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, was only to abstain while they were going to be in the Teva. But they now decided on their own to add on to that, that for the seven days previous to entering the Teva, they would abstain from Tash Mishamita. And therefore, Rashi had to give a reason for that. Because the world was at that point um, in a state of distress. Perhaps on a deeper level, on a simple level, we can simply say that where there is a tzivoy, where a Kodesh Baruch who commands something, in Rashi's eyes, it's not necessary to give a reason. But where people add to it, 
there there has to be a good reason. So Rashi had to say, perhaps a little deeper along this, this theme, we can say, we can take a look at a Pusik in Pasha's Bracious. When the Nachash came to Chava and said, uh, did God really tell you you're not allowed to eat from the trees in the garden? So she told him, we're allowed to eat from all the trees, except from the, the fruit of the tree, which is in the middle of the garden. So that God said, don't eat from it. There's one tree we're not allowed to eat. And he also said, don't touch it, lest you will die. Now, we don't find that a Kaddish Baruch Hu ever told them not to touch it. Rashi comments, Hosifa al-Tzivoy. Chava added on to the commandment that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave. She made up a new commandment. Lefichach, therefore, basli de girua. Therefore, she came to a subtraction. Because she added improperly, she came to a, a subtraction, to a diminution. Shinemar, as it says, al-tosf al-dvarov. As it says in Mishlei, do not, do not add on to his words. So, seems like here you're not supposed to invent new prohibitions. Why isn't that, according to this explanation of the Marshal, why isn't that a problem with Nayach and his family? Kodesh Baruch Hu told them to abstain from Tashmin Shemitah when they would be on the table. How could it be that they took it upon themselves to forbid upon themselves an additional seven days before entering the table? Why isn't that a problem of, of Altos Altvarov. So I would think perhaps as follows. There are several answers one could say, but I'd like to say the following. It could be there's a difference between a mitzvah that is ben Adam Lamokai and a mitzvah that is ben Adam Lachaverai. When it comes to a mitzvah in Adam Lamokai, basically we have to stick with what the Rebunish Lelam tells us. We don't have a right to add on, generally speaking. However, when it comes to a mitzvah bin Odom Lechaveroi, so a mitzvah bin Odom Lechaveroi is automatically, um, is to, to a larger extent given over to our own judgment. How we treat our fellow human beings and the fact that we are obligated to treat them respectfully and kindly and not to hurt them in any, in any way possible, that's all part of simply the fact that we are all creations of a Kodesh Baruch Hu. I can't, I can't say that I'm better than anybody else, that I have a right to disturb anybody else, I have a right to disrespect anybody else, simply by the fact that we are fellow creatures, fellow creations of a Kodesh Baruch Hu. And therefore, it could be, it is much more up to our own judgment how far to go. Of course, there are certain minimal standards. You can't simply grab somebody else's property. That, the Torah tells, tells us very clearly. But how far we're machmer, how far we go to add on to be more and more respectful of our fellow creations and more and more careful not to distress them in any way, it could be that that is not a problem about Tesmalt Varov. You're not adding on to the commandment of a Kodesh Baruch when you do that. 
you are simply deepening your sensitivity to the fact that you and the other person are both creatures of a Kodesh Baruch And it could be, this is a Chiddush, but perhaps, what is the idea behind because the world is in a state of distress, it was in a state of distress, according to the Marshal, even seven days before the Mabu. So therefore what? Therefore why? What kind of a prohibition is this that the Noyach and his family took upon themselves not to engage in Tashmish Amita? It could be that it's in the category of Ben Olam L'chaveroi. Would not be a sin to a Kodesh Baruch But the sin is that when everybody else is suffering, you shouldn't be having such a good time, even though it could be they'll never know. Perhaps they'll never know what you're doing. But it's an insensitivity to your fellow creature. So it could be that when it comes to being more and more sensitive and being more and more careful not to be insensitive to our fellow creatures, there is no... Uh, there is no law of al-tesvah There's no prohibition of do not add on to what Hashem commanded. The more we add on, the more we are doing the mitzvah. The name of the mitzvah is be sensitive to the fact that all other creatures are creatures just as much as you are, and therefore you have no right to, to impinge, you, know, you have no right to disturb their, their tranquility and their good feeling. Thank you for listening to Directions in Rashi with Yochanan Joseph, author of the book Directions in Rashi, available from Feldheim Publications. Production aspects were carried out by Minagain Music. Visit them online by going to facebook.com slash Minagain Be More.